Welcome back to the Tomahawk. We're your hosts, Mike and Matt. It has been a really exciting week of Blackhawk hockey. They beat, uh, they won the series out in Columbus, didn't they? Or is it, or did they split that one and one? One and one. One and one, and they beat Detroit. Uh, so that was huge. Growing up watching the Hawks, watching Detroit, you know, continually beat up on the Hawks. Watching them beat up on them now is 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 great to see. Um, the Hawks are turning in from a, uh, I would say, not as much a Cinderella team to more of a team that teams really need to look out for. You have um, we have a roster of guys that are really putting a lot of effort in these games and really leaving it out there. Uh, and on top of that, most of these guys have a lot of talent uh, as well. They're all getting, they're all gaining confidence uh, per game. And they're all gelling uh, as a team as well because you have so many uh, so many rookies and guys who really haven't played in the, the league uh, too much. And they have leaders like Patrick Kane and, and Debrinka to, to show them the way. And Soderberg probably showing some showing some leadership as well. Duncan Keith too. Uh, and Keith, obviously Duncan yep. Keith. And I, I, I uh, forgot about him. But uh, one big thing is Andrew Shaw is out for the foreseeable future with a concussion. Um, r- really feel for that guy. But uh, we're going to break down the past uh, past couple series between Columbus and Detroit. Uh, playing against Columbus, it was more of the same of what we've been talking about before. Strong play uh, on both ends of the ice. Special teams has been tight. And um, it really comes down to the bounce of the puck in, in, in a lot of these games. Columbus, is, Columbus has been a tough team for the Hawks to play against, uh, but they've, but it could also be said on the other end of, of the ice as well. Uh, I don't think that Columbus has expected as much uh, competition from the Hawks. I don't think anybody has really expected as much competition from the Hawks. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think they're a team to... They got the other teams got to start taking them serious. If they're not, I mean, they're they're a gutsy, pesky uh, team. You know, they're always they're always hanging in there and getting big saves. And uh, the second game of Columbus, uh, we were down we were down one, and Lincoln and kept us in the game. And uh, Soderberg got a goal late, and we ended up winning no T. But uh, you know, in the past, we couldn't get that save. You know, from wherever if it was Crawford or as we started going downhill but it's nice we got a guy that's stepping up and giving uh giving the team a chance to win and uh I think a lot of these teams in our division you know they were probably yeah the Hawks are rebuilding this is going to be an easy two nah not so much anymore yeah no kidding no kidding I, I think a big factor in these games is that a lot of times, man, the Hawks would give up a goal with like 58 seconds left, a minute 30 left, 35 seconds left, 15 seconds left going in at the end of the period, especially after battling back the entire period trying to trying to tie it up. Then they let a goal go in, then they go into the they go into the locker room defeated. In your experience, what what is that like having the wind taken out of your sails like that going into the oh. going into the locker room? Uh, I had coaches in my playing days you never want to give up the first shot of a game, meaning the first period, the first shift. You never want to give up a goal. And at the end of the periods, you never want to give up a goal because you're going in the locker room like, ah, oh, man, you know, like, especially if you were up and then they tie it. It's just backbreaking and that can't happen. I think uh, 
at the beginning of the season, we, we didn't really experience that much. We had uh, two blowout games. I think we lost five to, what was it, five nothing, five one or something. I think it was but, five to one both games. <laughs> yeah, five to one. And then I think. Oh, no, Florida, no. I think it was five to one, five to one, then five to two. <laughs> five, yeah. But yeah, you know, like those days, you can't. I, I know the Hawks have actually been on the other side of that. We've been getting goals in the first period, and right. we've been getting goals in the last minute. And you could usually, when you score those goals, you win the game. Right. And uh, I think, you know, if we stay on track, we're we're going to be uh, we're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And you know what? I was the last person I thought we would. You know, <laughs> we wouldn't be contending. I honestly thought Detroit would be better than the Blackhawks. Yeah. And you I know what? Like, they they were rebuilding. Practically and, you know, broke my heart. They're a little <laughs> yeah. They're a little ahead of us with the rebuild. You know, it's been what three three years, and they're. I mean, our rookies are playing like they're veterans <laughs> right now. And yeah, Detroit can't catch a break. They're they got some really good young guys, and I mean, looking at that roster, like they should be a lot better than what they are. But they're just not getting the goal scoring, and they're not getting that big save like we're getting. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder if if it's not necessarily not necessarily a talent thing, but maybe an organizational development thing. Yeah, Stevie Y. I mean, he built that Tampa team. That that team is his. Yeah, but he, he absolutely knows what he's doing. So, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Kenny Holland, this is kind of half his team, and Stevie Y. came in, I think, two years ago. He's been drafting well, stockpiling, and I think he's going to do it again. Obviously, he's got no choice. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get rid of uh, Mark Stahl. I know uh, Olchek was talking about that. Really, saying probably teams in the hunt for a playoff spot are going to want experienced guys like um, Mark Stahl. I, I could see some guys maybe making offers for that Fabry and possibly Bobby Ryan. But I mean, he doesn't. He was off to a hot start, but he's kind of been. You know, you don't hear too much about him anymore. That's usually the uh, that's usually his calling card, though. Yeah, he's. I mean, I'd take Bobby Ryan, two thousand ten, but you know that he was a good player with the Ducks. It's it's crazy how things change fast for some guys for the worse. You know, it's pretty much the same story with um, Matt Duchesne and 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 Colorado and leaving. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think he has more of an attitude problem. What does he got? One goal. I think he finally uh, scored. Maybe yeah, that, yeah. That team's also like right there. Like they could have a fire sale as well. You know, I mean, they're. I, I again, I thought Nashville with their defense would have been a lot better than what they are. Even better than the Hawks, uh, Detroit. Yeah. I even thought they'd be better than Florida. With you know, they got some solid goaltenders, and they're they're not playing well either. So, right. I mean, the Hawks have a really good chance here. They got to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, our threats are obviously Dallas, which we beat. I mean, we beat. I think Florida beat. I do we beat Florida? I thought yeah, we, we beat him one game, we, and we beat him with Lincoln. And I, I think, yeah, right. So yeah. I mean, we could play with all these teams. Tampa, yeah. you know, we I, obviously we're going to play them again. We'll see how they do with you know a better goaltender and that being Lincoln in. And a better team as well, a ge- more gel team. I mean, yeah, we were playing I mean, the we were playing the Stanley Cup champions. You know, the first game with a, with a bunch of rookies. And these youngsters are playing great. I mean, Brandon Hagel, man, he's he's exciting to watch. I mean, he just is like the Flash, man. He takes off with that. Yeah, puck he does. 
four checks fast. He's got a stick on the guy before he can make a pass. Man, he's yeah. like you said, he's going to be like a favorite, you know, fan favorite if he keeps playing the way he does. That's like a kind of like a Chicago athlete, you know, works hard yeah. and doesn't get like the respect Kane's going to get. But still, like like an earlier Andrew Shaw, people just love Shaw just because he's blocking shots with his face. And yeah, this guy's a hard worker and, you know, he's going to get a lot of fans if he keeps playing the way he does. Yeah, he is, man. I, I've, yeah. you know, more and more, every game that goes by, I, I like him more and more and more, and it's Same. hard not to. Um, I was really surprised when he dropped the gloves with Liney because, I, I mean, I, I didn't really see him as that type of player, but uh, he dropped him. He dropped Liney. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I mean, Liney doesn't fight that much either, and I'm trying to give him some props for you sure. know, defending his teammate. He's a, a, new, a new team, too. A new team, yeah, too. That's good for him, and but... <laughs> He picked Brandon Hagel. Oh, I'm going to fight a rookie. Oh, shoot. He actually knows how to fight, and he, he yeah. dropped him. We got some good hits on him. He did. Yeah, I think he lost some more hair, too. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you see him? He's got, like, long hair, and he's bald. He's got a balding spot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> come on, man. Let's go. That helmet. So one of the biggest things that, that you know we've been talking about is the, the stability in that, and I think that Malcolm Subban is a is a – very big part of that. Um, I think that he could be, I think that this could be his thing, maybe his thing in the league because he's been looking for a spot. Where does he fit in? Is he going to, to be, can he step out of his brother's shadow and be a starter? And if, if, if he can't do that, you know, what, what's he going to do? And maybe he fits in as, as a, as a backup, as a solid backup, you know, uh, you don't have to be the, the number one center scoring you know, getting 90 assists a year to have a have a spot in the league. You know, maybe yeah. he needs to settle in as a at, at, in a backup role to gain some confidence before he could take that ne- next step. Or maybe he just doesn't. What do you think? Well, I think he well here he's he's got the opportunity to be a starter, and I mean he's been getting chances and he's winning. I mean he might draw some interest at the deadline as well. Maybe like a team like. Uh, Edmonton, I know they're they're searching for a goalie. They've been searching for a goalie for years, and I mean, you yeah. got two of the best players in the league. These guys aren't going to even make the playoffs, I don't think, because of the goaltending. But I mean, maybe he's going to want to leave to get a shot, which I wouldn't blame him because yeah. I mean, obviously, Lincoln is running away with this. Yeah, but uh, he Subban's been awesome the last two starts he's had. He's, I mean, Detroit he beat, and I think he played really well against. Um, who did we play before uh, Columbus? I, I think that was his last start. Was it Dallas? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Dallas. He yeah. played well too. He gave up that one off his glove, but he got the win. Yeah, and I I could see it was his late team. too though. That's what sucked. Yeah, that's what's got to stop. And that's he, what I was he, getting to earlier is, is yeah is stopping those late in the game goals. You need that big save, and Lankinen is the guy that's been giving them. You know that big. Except Lankinen did have a bad game against yeah. uh that Columbus I mean, he he admitted it himself but he was a pro about it he came back the next game kept the team alive and we won and that's I agree with Colleton throw him right back in there and get him get him his confidence back and he did he played awesome tonight and uh the other night against Detroit that was a great answer back by him to to, to, yeah. to brush it off and, and it really goes to show you what you have with him too you know is he gonna yeah. sulk about it is it gonna affect him you know yeah 
So yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, do what? What do you think the Hawks could get for uh, Subban? What would you ask for? And then uh, on top of that, what if the Hawks aren't sellers at the at the deadline? What if they're buyers? Well, I think somebody. If somebody really wanted uh, Subban, like say, like I'm just speculating, like Edmonton. I know they're a team that needs a goalie. I know Pittsburgh is actually having some issues with their goaltending. He's he's on the cheaper end, and I know he's playing on a good hawk. Well, he's playing on a good Hawks team, but can you imagine him on a better, a defensive team like Pittsburgh's got a pretty solid defense. I, I could see us getting maybe a third round pick or maybe another goalie prospect. Okay. But I honestly, I I'd rather keep the guy if he wanted to be here. But yeah. if you can get something that'll make us a better club you got to do it and it makes you wonder what what does make the hawks a better club you know at this point because of how yeah. well that they're gelling and how well that they're playing and you you know you don't want to tinker with it too much because uh you know that could that could really change things well i think what would make us better is just health we need like a healthy kirby doc yeah i doubt taves will be back this year i mean he's probably not skating or you know conditioning or anything but even getting doc possibly sieves who knows i i don't see him coming back either if he tweaked his back and that's like what's that 16 million in cap space with taves and seabrook being out it's just it sucks man that's it's money a killer that, that's money we could spend on somebody you know like on the block and it'd be I great think, to. i think that they're both on on long-term injury reserve right now though so yeah, we do so we I, do get that we, cap space back. Yeah, but it's like you're getting a rental guy then. You know what I mean? You're not going to invest in a guy like over 4 or 5 million just to probably let him go the next year, but I think it would be cool to there's some guys out there like, you know, obviously want to change the scenery. I think uh Phoenix is kind of going to have a fire sale. Possibly uh Buffalo, they're struggling. Be nice to get like a a Taylor Hall here. <laughs> I, I know I'm just he, Jeff Skinner. He's having a rough season, but I mean, I'm, I think he'll be on on the way out if they can get rid of that cap hit. Just somebody like that can help us, you know. Like I think another defenseman. I know I, I don't want to take our young guys out, but I think having a veteran guy to you know to help these guys out. I, I'm not saying our guys are doing bad or anything, but it it would be nice to have a guy with a little more experience, being that. Connor Murphy looks like he's going to be out for a while as well. Yeah, they were originally saying 14 days, but there hasn't been an update on that. I heard it. I heard he got a bad hip injury. So, oh, okay, well, that's going to be it's going to be for the foreseeable future then. Well, I know Ottawa's pretty pretty rough this year too. Uh, they're probably going to get rid of some guys, but I don't even think they have guys to get rid of. <laughs> you know, they're kind of yeah. rebuilding as well. And yeah. I don't see a lot of teams trading with any Canadian teams because you have to quarantine for. 14 days for yeah two weeks and it's that's a long time to sit down when you're you know a pro you gotta you gotta keep skating and stuff yeah that's why i was surprised carolina made that trade with them with uh the zingle mm-hmm. the illinois native uh yeah he's gotta sit he's gotta sit in his freaking hotel for 14 days it's insane so yeah. you, you might we might see some little trades within the divisions i'm thinking so there's no quarantining or anything 
But as far as getting teams in the Canadian division, I don't. I doubt it's going to happen unless they change the policy, which I don't understand anyway. I mean, these guys are taking tests every day. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, give him a test when he gets back, and if he passes, let let the guy play. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole of going into COVID and and testing and policies and, and yeah, all that there's, stuff. There's just a lot of weird stuff with it. It's like these coaches are all wearing masks on the bench. Yeah. It's like you guys taking tests every single day. I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. The masks help and stuff, but I, you don't need them. <laughs> you, you're, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're taking these tests every single day and yeah. you're passing it. <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to get it. Yeah, I, I, obviously it falls into where where your politics are and how you feel about it. The, you know, the mask wearing. Yeah. You know, some people will say you know they don't matter. Some people will say that that they do make a difference. You know, I, I, um, I think what I the think NHL, that the NHL has been pretty pretty successful so far. Yeah. Uh, from what what they've done, uh, they didn't have a single COVID case for the for the, the playoffs bubble. last year. Yeah. In the bubble, so that was a huge victory. Uh, compared to what some of the other t- leagues like the NFL and the MLB were were experiencing, yeah, and uh, and it, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think that they should just keep it business as usual uh, because it seems to be working. I think with hockey, though, a lot of these games, I don't think some teams are gonna they're not gonna play the full season because wow. of all like with football. Say hey, oh, well, we can't play the, we can't play Sunday, so okay, we'll play Tuesday. They, they got yeah. the luxury to do that. The NHL really can't. We can't right. really do that. I mean, it's tougher. But, you know, I just think a, a lot of the, the NHL is trying to set a good example and look good by, you know, having the coaches and, you know, trainers wear their masks. But, again, they're, they're taking their tests every day. They wouldn't even let the guys in the building if they were, you know, negative. Right. And, and some of these tests have been bad. I know Stamkos – had a false negative, and he couldn't play. Oh, so, wow. and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if that happened to us, I'd be pretty ticked off if it was like Kane or Debrinkat. You know, it, it, yeah. it maybe could have, it maybe could have happened with Debrinkat. He was on the protocol for a while, but man, he's been on fire. That that would just kind of that that'd be bad for us. We've got a lot of momentum right now, and we wouldn't want something like that to slow us down. Especially for him, because he was he's like we mentioned in the last podcast, he was snake bitten for quite a while. Yeah. Well, the, the whole the whole season last year, he was he was pretty snake bitten, wasn't scoring very much. Yeah. So, we covered the goalie situation. Let's talk about defense. And the two um, biggest things I want to talk about are the rookies. Obviously, uh, I don't want to get into Dehan and 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 Keith tonight because okay. there isn't really much to talk about. It's pretty much uh, the same thing with them. Pretty solid, Dehan. You know, he's. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get at night. You know, uh, sometimes he's pretty solid, and other times he makes questionable decisions. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. I want to talk about Boquist and uh, and and Bowden and where they fit in because I think Bowden is is more solid than than Boquist is, and I think that from what I'm what I've seen so far, I think that he's a better defenseman than Boquist. Where does Boquist? fit in here i don't know i think Bowden. um he jumps in the play at the perfect time like yeah he does and he gets back in time and he he's 
responsible in his own zone, which we need. And I don't think Boquist is responsible at times. He did look good tonight. It was his first game back. Um, he, I, I think Keith gave him a really nice pass tonight. He kind of jumped in and uh, was, I think it was like right in front of the slot and Bernier made a save, but Keith gave him a really good pass and he would have looked great if he put that in yeah. his first game back. But uh, maybe, maybe a top four, I guess I'd say for Boquist, but maybe a bottom because these young guys, Mitchell and uh, Bowden are playing great right now. I mean, it's hard to take somebody out when, we're looking good you know well Mitchell's on the top pairing I didn't even I didn't bring him up because he's been so solid and you know what too Zadorov I thought had a good game tonight too he was throwing his body around again he he does have trouble getting the puck out he'll yeah he'll throw it up maybe he does it blind I don't know it's just he did have a, a couple nice clears though he puts them off the glass and I think it was a penalty kill uh but still, I think he's got to get that puck, look, make a nice pass, or just eat it because he he did cause some uh, – he did turn it over a lot tonight, I noticed. Right. Okay. But our D, I think, is solid. I I mean, I Murphy – I never thought I'd say Murphy might be our best stay-at-home defenseman yeah. this season. And he got hurt. It's a shame. But these young guys are stepping up. I, I, I mean, I could see – Mitchell, Keith, maybe Bowden and DeHaan, and maybe you got when Murphy comes back, Murphy and Bovquist. Or I mean, you got to throw Zadorov in there. He's still playing good. It's there's some competition. They gotta they gotta yeah. prove it. I guess these young guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm seeing Keith Mitchell, maybe a uh, Murphy and Bowden and top four. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, and Zadorov and and Bolquist is the bottom line pairing. You can swap Zadorov and 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 Murphy back and forth on that second pairing. But I think that the Hawks, it would be, I think it would be a good idea to run three defensive pairings to t- to cut back on Keith's ice time to keep him fresh. I mean, I think you can with Mitchell because he kind of reminds me of a young Duncan Keith. Uh, he, you know, he could actually, he, I know he wears 51, but he also reminds me of a Campbell cause I could mm. see him being a, you know, a puck mover, getting it in the zone and setting it up for his offense or offense. If I'm Mike Babcock, offense, yeah, uh, freaking guy, man. But, um, I, I think Mitchell, who knows how long Doug Keith's got left, but I mean, he's still playing a lot of minutes. Yeah. I want to. I want them to cut back his minutes and run and yeah. run a three de- defensive pairing. I think that they can. I think that they. It's a luxury that they have. I th- I think they should. If we are going to make the playoffs, you know he's going to be getting big minutes, Keith. Yeah. Uh, with with our defense, I don't know. I think there's going to be an odd man out, and it, I, it might be Boquist. Yeah. That's I a mean, possibility. We'll see, because I think uh, Colleton likes. I guess they call him Big Z. I know he's no Chara, but they like Z back there because he's throwing the body around and he he's he's, he's and you making know he's good taking plays. shots. He's taking shots when he has an opportunity too, and I like that. I mean, if you're a guy dumping it in and you you see Big Z, <laughs> yeah, you know you're gonna get hit. Yeah, that's like I said. I I've never seen a hawk lead 
in hits ever. Yeah. And I think he he's he's still leading the league in hits. Yeah. Now let's move on to special teams. Power play still third in the league. PK has been very solid. Uh, I would say maybe the past eight games, they've been. Um, I don't even know how many goals that they've let in, but it's it's been so few that I can't even tell you that I've seen a playoff goal in the. Pl- uh, I'm sorry, a power play goal uh, come in on the kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that they've really shored up the penalty kill, and they've. And the power play is still scoring. I think that is what's making the biggest difference on this team, is because they're not letting goals come in on 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 uh, penalties, and they're scoring goals when they get these opportunities on the power play, and that's why we're winning these one these games by one goal. Yeah, it's gutsy. Uh, well, in the uh, previous years, we sometimes we would have a great penalty kill, but a terrible yeah. power play. And then right. the next year we'd have a great, we'd have a great power play, but a crappy penalty kill, and you know, vice versa. But this year we have both, and this yeah. is why we're competing. Yeah, and it's good to see. Right. So in closing, I want to put it out there: the Hawks are in second place in the standings. At uh, I think they're nine, five, and four, or ten, five, and four, something like that. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting nope. them to be right in the middle of the pack, honestly, but uh, maybe lower, lower, middle. lower, lower middle. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, I was optimistic, optimistic, saying mid, middle of the pack, and they're competing out there with every team that they've played against, and it's great to see. Uh, I love seeing this young team uh, go out there and and put in these gutsy performances because that's what you need in the playoffs is is gutsy performances. It's not just all talent uh, that wins, and if they can get there. Anything can happen, you know. So, uh, what do you got? Do you have anything else left? Yeah, I think I was just upset the off season that I just wanted them to be bad because I didn't <laughs> like the moves Bowman made. I thought, yeah, I was a little bitter about the Crawford thing. Um, I mean, he saw something in Lankinen that no one else did, and I give him props for that. Still yeah. not a big fan of Bowman, but yeah, he put together some nice young players and they're playing well yeah I and agree. i think they could if they keep it up they're going to be in the playoffs and like you said anything could happen i'm just i hope maybe we add a veteran maybe a, a winger or maybe a, a defenseman i mean just just give some stability back there i mean I, I think we're solid but playoff experience is huge especially when you got we got like six rookies on this team. <laughs> and I think another guy that's been there would help out a lot that's yeah. available. I mean, we'll see when the time comes, like who's, you know, on the way out or who wants out or who are the Hawks interested. I'm sure we're going to hear rumors and who wants in. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. It's a good city to play at. And you got a goalie that's standing on his head and, Actually, he got he has two assists. <laughs> like yeah. he got another one tonight. Yeah, and that's that's impressive as well. It is. It is. It's great to see, man. It's yeah. great to see. Well, this is what we got for you today, guys. Give us uh, give us a comment. Let's get the conversation started. Get us on Twitter. What's our handle at Chicago Tomahawk? Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> get us over there and uh, and let's talk hockey because that's what we love to do. It's a lot hey, congr- of fun. And congratulations to Lankinen on the first shutout of his career. Yeah. Hopefully we get about 
14 more and tie the record, Espo, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I think he had uh, 15, didn't he? 15, yeah. That's 15. That's crazy, amazing. man. Yep. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. This is Matt and Mike. We're out.